Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Well, good morning. It's Friday. We made it, didn't we? And we're going to be bracing for a Arctic blast. We'll be talking about that. Apparently, the snow is going to be, eh, whatever. There's Stephanie Bell. How you doing? You're all decked out in your quilted vest. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I am sucking up like John was the other day. I got my Zimmer merch Oh, look on, at you. Yeah. And I'm wearing red. Do I get bonus points? You get bonus points. I think points. you should. Okay. All right. Well, down to HR. I'll make sure and send them a note right hey, away. Me too. Me Ooh, too. You got yours. And look, oh, at, yeah. look at Hannah. She's in her Zimmer. I found something maroon for our Red Friday. Yeah, because um, I, I put you on blast last week, yeah, didn't I? Yeah, I know. You really did that. So, Sorry. got that. And uh, Houseworth's out there. He's got some red and r- white. Like a, is he wearing a t-shirt today? It's going to be like 10 below before you know it. Not oh. today, but over the weekend. He's the king of the polos. Yeah, he's a polo guy. Yeah. So, and he'll have the latest on the weather coming up. But I guess we had a little rain overnight. I didn't see any thunderstorms. I didn't either. Yeah. And I, the only thing I did see was the domino effect of all the school districts calling oh, a snow yeah. day. No. Columbia, oh, I'm blaming Columbia because they started it. <laughs> they called early. Southern Boone at least waited. Yeah. But by the time they called, if you were looking at the weather at 8 o'clock, <laughs> it was very clear. <laughs> Stephanie was not happy about not this happy. when she got here. I am salty because, and I will admit, I went on a little bit of a vacation. So my kids missed three days for mm. vacation. But... This week, they were off Tuesday, Wednesday, and now Friday. So we're going to get to January 14th, and they're going to have gone to school one day. Don't you, didn't you get uh, pre, pre-assignments that you took and did on the, on they, the airport, working, airplane? Yeah. No, we did not. Oh, that's what But we they're did. working on making up their work. Yes. But at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, we're gonna, we are going to get some significant winter weather, I think. And we're going to be regretting. Pretty early. Well, we're going to be regretting the fact that we took these three days off. In I know. January. I know we shouldn't be I, soft, you know, I, soft I, on the weather. <clears throat> Guys, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree with you. You have to understand, older woman. Um, that, <laughs> you have to understand. <laughs> that in, Brian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hello. That these school districts face, the, these are, this. I talked to the National Weather Service. These are life-threatening, their words, not mine, life-threatening wind chills. And if they have a bus that goes out in the in the weather, and we're going to have some snow, and uh, if if that freezes and one of these buses crashes, they're looking at a potentially. I get what you're Are saying. Are you blaming lawyers, no, Brian? No, you're I'll, saying they're going to get sued. What, they're blaming aldermen. <laughs> it sounds like. No, I I I I think the world of Stephanie. You know that, but it's just here's the thing: they they they've got to have a really tough decision. Right. Columbia Public Schools actually made their decision. I talked to Michelle throughout the day. Three times yesterday they met over this. The forecast, by the way, continues to change and has changed even from last night to today. So we're looking at it really from 9 to, let's say, noon today. But th- we're not going to get hardly any snow, at least this at this point. We were going to get up to 8 inches, but it is the 45-mile-an-hour uh, winds and the wind chills, and potentially they, they're using the word life-threatening, um, you know, life-threatening uh wind chills that we're going to be seeing so it's a tough decision in so what's I, closed and when as far as schools yeah. or, uh, uh, virtually all <laughs> you name it yeah today yes i mean all all the i've got an updated story it doesn't Kate. happen till way later both radio station websites have a closings and cancellations list linked to the top of the page that's right so kwos.com 93.9 the eagle.com 
um, if you're curious to see some of those school and community closings. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I have a separate story on this as well about the school districts, but Columbia Public Schools would be the biggest one. Ashland closed as well, um, Stephanie, uh, and, and in smaller districts as well. Boonville R1, Heritage Academy California. as well. Are you California. disputing my AccuWeather forecast that says by 3 p.m., 19 <laughs> degrees? That's not life-threatening. It's the, cold. The The wind chill is what they're talking about. Um, the, the wind chill is what they're talking about. Oh, and okay, 27 the, to 46 miles an hour. The, okay. the 45 to 50 is, is what they're warning them. And then they're using the word life-threatening. Yeah, well, no, it does. If you're, if you're caught out, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I okay. have a question, too. What about the Chiefs game? Because it's supposed to be miserable. Yeah. Has a football game ever been called off? No, this could be the coldest one in history of the NFL. And there actually was a, um, and I understand what, what you're saying. It's a tough thing on the schools, but they if they do it. go over the six, it's a tough issue. If they do go over the six, the state always waves it at the end, end of the year. But no, Oh, your, good. That's they, good for education. Well, they, they do. I mean, this has happened before. <laughs> but the question about the Chiefs game is a good one. And a fan actually got uh, went viral, uh, tweeted it. Uh, Miami Dolphins fan tweeted it. Mayor Lucas and basically was arguing this point that it is life threatening for the players and the fans. And Mayor Lucas's response was kind of, I thought, a little condescending. He said, "We'll be ready." I'm not sure who we is, but he said, "We'll be ready," because um, you know they're going to have to this. They're going to have to have heaters and stuff like that. But, but no, the bottom line, the game is not going to be moved. But I understand what the fan was saying. But that is going to be. Very tough for those fans to be. Remember into. the game back in the cold. Brian. Remember the game back in the eighties when it was, I think, Chiefs Broncos, and it was like what one degree or something like that. That's that that I remember, and I remember the Cardinals playing a, the football Cardinals playing a playoff game in Minnesota in seventy four, and that was uh, that, the sixties when the yeah. Packers and the Cowboys played, and it was like yeah. negative. Ten, fifteen degrees. Remember that yeah. one? Well, yes, and yes, I, I do. Absolutely. And I learned some things on this Kelsey podcast. The two brothers were talking about it being so cold, and they were like, "We don't like sitting on that warm bench yeah. because it makes us hot." And they said, "What what you don't understand is not only is the bench heated, which I recently got a car with heated seats, and it is for the first time in my life, life ever changing. life absolutely life changing, and a heated <laughs> steering wheel. And I I don't know that I could ever. I've never had one, but it's it's amazing. But they said we don't sit on the bench; it makes us too hot." Because they said people don't realize that actually the carpeting, like the flooring, is also shooting up heat from below. And they said it's super hot. They said the one thing they like to do, though, is <laughs> I think Jason Kelsey said he doesn't like the heated floor because it softens the cleats. And I didn't think about that. But he said the thing they do like to do is put their helmet on the floor because they said with that type of temperature, the helmets, they said, turned into basically rocks. Which when you're talking about safety, yeah. I didn't really put two yeah. and two together there. And that's and why if you if you notice the hot benches, they've also got towers on them that are, that are helmet heaters. You take your helmet off, sit on the and will, you, will we be seeing anyone injecting the ball with air? Well, Remember when Brady pulled that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, re- the referees pay, pay close attention to those. Inflate no, gate. I, I do. And, and the players... And, you know, I do think about the, um, to Stephanie's point, I think about the yeah. officials. I mean, that's going to be very rough, but the fans as well. It is going to be very tough. But I, I think um, that's something we're looking at. But the Columbia Public Schools did meet three times yesterday, 
And part of it was the the timing, even though the timing changed. So it's just, it is a very difficult situation um, for them. A lot of the the MLK Day of Service tomorrow, that is a big deal in Columbia. I mean, people come from all over. That is canceled. And Columbia Public, uh, Parks and Recreation is closed all of their park restrooms until further notice because they're worried about the plumbing. So the plumbing and the valves, are, I'm being told, could burst and freeze. So those are closed. Um, so I know yes. the husband and I, even just in our house, of course, it's an older house and it's not super well insulated. Uh, we've already talked about how we're going to keep our lower cabinets open mm-hmm. Good idea. this weekend. You know, even though we're going to be home just in case, because it is going to be that cold. I think the low for tomorrow night, um, according to the National Weather Service, was negative seven. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be pretty chilly. With a wind chill of about minus 18, we are looking potentially yeah. at, at com. You can look right at the front page. I, I forecast through the weather service. They talk about record lows, forecast lows, and we're looking potentially Sedalia, Columbia, Kirksville could be looking at run Kansas City, too, for this Chiefs game record cold this weekend so it is just this is this is um you know uh, this is potentially unprecedented something we've seen uh, yeah we're gonna the, we're gonna see frostbite days. we're gonna see a lot of injuries uh, extremity injuries from people getting yep. caught out in the cold thinking they can do things more than they can thinking that it's just oh it's just a little cool weather yep. it's going to be bad but while it's cold here it's a feel-good Friday in Randy. the states. It's very warm over in the Middle East, and Yemen uh, oh, was attacked. Wow. The Houthis in Yemen were attacked on their mainland in over a dozen spots. Submarine attack, uh, you know, m- missiles uh, fired from the the Eisenhower, I think, group is over there, uh, carrier group, and so uh, we, we'll keep an eye on that. All the while, Austin, Secretary Austin. He launched that from his, he had his little bed table, apparently, in the hospital and launched that attack from, uh, you know, and, and, and ordered that. Meanwhile, the economy still remains a little hot. Uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Aaron Headland will join us at 710 to talk about that. If you're going to be holed up with the kids and around the fire and huddling and cuddling and playing Yahtzee and all the games you play, not Yahtzee, what do you play anymore? What do you play? Scrabble? What do you play? We do not play Scrabble. You don't play games? No. no we, oh, we play all, I have games out, I mean, all of them. Well, you want to do card some, games. At, at 810, Holly Swenson, who is a mom of four, an RN and an author, is going to join us for prep, mindful parenting and prepping them for entrepreneurship Ooh. and managing finances and stuff. So it's going to be fun to talk with her. And um, in a little while, Hannah found this interesting story at 635. We're going to talk about the unhappiest states for employees, places you don't <laughs> want to move if you're looking for a job. And I do not know the answer. I don't, don't know, know this guest's list of the best and worst states. So uh, hopefully, be interesting. hopefully yeah. we don't land in the bottom the chief joy officer <laughs> all right that was his uh chief loca pandya loca pandya we hope that this is a legitimate guest this is a legit this isn't a babylon b guest no know. it was booked through fox news radio oh well so. then it has to be good if it's fox <laughs> right all right and hopefully uh, and your thoughts about a feel-good friday how you're going to stay warm some of your trepidations Always welcome at 573-874-9390 or, of course, on the text line. And you can also text us your winners and losers of the week. We're going to be doing those at 835. You betcha. Okay, so lots on tap on Wake Up Mid-Missouri as we wrap up a a tepid week, but it's going to turn ugly here this evening and this afternoon. Stay with us. More coming up.
This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Thanks for making Wake Up Mid-Missouri your number one choice in the morning. Because of my past, my right to vote has been restricted. Thus far, I have never paid attention to a political race in my life. Ironically, I think that makes me the perfect person to speak about this because fentanyl transcends partisanship and ideology, gentlemen and women. This is a totally different problem. Time for the Daily DC Rundown, and that was some celebrity testimony yesterday, huh? Yeah, it was. So it was Jelly Roll, and they actually uh, announced him Mr. Jason DeFord, is, I, which I didn't know. <laughs> Did anyone know his name? I, I didn't don't... know. I didn't know his last name, but I listened to his wife's <laughs> podcast, and she calls him Jason, and it's it's odd. It's strange, but it's he was the perfect person to make that speech. If you haven't, it's only about five minutes. If you haven't seen the full audio, you really need to go back and look at it. Um, and he said, look, I had kind of, you know, a, a different past than most. And because of my past, I'm actually not allowed to vote. So I don't I don't follow politics. I don't care. You know, not that I don't care, but like I don't I, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat because I can't vote anyway. Yeah. Um, but I am really passionate about this issue. And one thing he brought up was he and he came stacked with a bunch of facts and personal experiences um and one of the facts he brought up was hey uh you know and i think it it was perfectly positioned because we've had so much news media about this uh uh, airplane uh blowout uh and alaska airlines and he said you know if if you so 190 people a day die of fentanyl and that would be a 737. So imagine the you know the media outrage if a plane went down every single day. I mean, when you think of it in those terms, yeah, we've been talking about the Max with a door blown and out. No for, well, yeah. And no one even died. No one even died. And he said, "This is what we're dealing with. So we have to you know take this issue seriously." And I think I think he's right. And I think um, I think his his testimony yesterday was super powerful. There was a really and, compelling documentary, little a story that they did on the CBS Sunday Morning you know uh, news magazine. Uh, and it was fascinating. I mean, they went to the jail cell where he spent apparently a lot of time. Yeah, he was a former drug dealer. Oh, man. And, you know, he takes accountability for his past, which is cool to see. And it's really cool to see him seeing success now, despite everything he's overcame and all the platforms he's now supporting. It's really cool. It's a story of uh, of redemption and grace and mercy and everything else. And accountability, too. Pretty, yeah. good, pretty good story, John. I mean, I think that's... Um, uh, whatever his story is, I wish he would bring that to the prison population, and he does. Mm-hmm. He got, does speak to youth. Uh, he he you know, seems very genuine once you get past the kind of counterculture appearance he has going yeah. on, but he <laughs> seems genuine. And humble brag, I did see him in concert at like a festival like two or three years ago now uh-huh. before he really blew up. But the the energy, like I was like, who is Jelly Roll? And he was way up on the card. He wasn't like the main performer. And the the fervor that and of his wow. fans, I mean, and so he has a large platform and I think can really make a difference. And it's nice to see him using that um, to, to try to do that. And especially in a time when we're hearing and seeing more about young men, wayward young men in their 20s that, you know, they're jobless, they're in their parents basement playing video games and stuff you know guys like jelly roll can be an inspiration not only for for all of us but of course for those young men as well 
Yeah, it was nice to see. But speaking yep. of this aircraft issue yeah. and Alaska Airlines, I guess um, a Seattle company has now sued Boeing, oh saying uh, you know these passengers are have been traumatized um, by the. <laughs> well, of course they have been. Um, and I think what what were they offered by Alaska? Like fifteen hundred bucks for their? They said, hey, here's fifteen hundred bucks. Sorry about That's that. That's barely a plane ticket. Oh yeah. right. Uh, yeah. And so um, I think a lot of those passengers are thinking, I I need probably a little bit more compensation. So just I heard they tried to upgrade them to window seats. <laughs> Oh, man. Is this a personal injury thing? I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, would I there be a case? Would be, I, How do you prove damages? I don't do personal injury, oh. but but I think oh. um, but it's I think we're going to see some more litigation over that. But I I mean, I, would you get back on a plane after that? I don't. Oh, know that I, I don't know. I, I struggle with the plane anyway. I'm doing a lot of praying as it's going down the down the, the runway. Even though it's the safest way to travel, it really rationally is. it is. I, You're just not in control. That's all. Yeah, it can be. It reminds can be. me when I was a kid, my career Air Force officer pilot father would never, ever let us take our seatbelts off when we were flying. Ah. Commercial, private, whatever. Yeah. Never. Certainly. And they said that one guy, he, he was the closest. His shirt got sucked off, and he but he had his seatbelt on, and so he was saved. So oh, that's man. good. Well, now going to Congress, uh, the shutdown is looming. There is no good deal. Apparently, the Freedom Caucus held some stuff up that was unrelated yesterday in a protest over Johnson agreeing with Democrats on this top-line spending number. But it, I mean, that we're facing a pretty significant deadline, and it doesn't look like there's any consensus still today. We're seeing in D.C. what we see in Jefferson City. Mm-hmm. I mean, John, it sounds exactly like a, a carbon copy on a, on a bigger scale. Both the Freedom Caucus. Yeah, yeah. And we are also seeing another deadline coming up with the Iowa caucuses. Now, we've been talking this morning about how cold it's going to be. And Iowans keep saying, oh, don't worry, we're going to all show up. But certainly, that has to play a factor, Randy, I think. Could you see some of Christie's votes going to Haley? They're not going to go to DeSantis, I don't think. And... And Trump people being so confident in the polls that they just don't show up. I mean, I, it could get interesting. I think the weather will play a role, and I yeah. think we should make predictions today over what we think is going to okay. happen. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Hannah's got her hand raised. She can't wait to make a prediction on that, right, Hannah? No, wait a minute. <laughs> Hannah, did you have fog in your area last night? Uh, through Jeff City this morning. I had it this morning. I had fog, too. I thought it was really eerie here in the middle of winter. We're seeing fog. Very strange. Well, that's the Daily DC Rundown. Lots going on. We'll keep our eye on what's going on in Yemen and other places. Stay tuned for more on Wake Up. Tell your friends you listen to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We've got the... The Middle East heating up. We've got uh, Arctic blast going to lead to frostbite and hypothermia. I mean, uh, we could get real negative, but it's a feel-good Friday. And on that day, we need to talk to Loka Panya, the chief joy officer, lokapanya.com. I see, Loka, welcome to the program. <laughs> good, joyful morning. How are y'all doing? Doing good. Well, you have a joyful demeanor, I can see. And as I get on your uh, website, I see you... Uh, you, the, the feature there is you with a bubble machine. You're described yeah. as a serial entrepreneur and an angel investor, and we want to talk about what makes employees happy and where the unhappiest employees are. Be so people are so people don't move there. Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so there's a bunch of recent studies that have been out there, and and you know what they've actually looked at it is they looked at annual wages, they looked at quit rates. Injuries, commute times, pay time off, and working hours. And what they have found that the happiest employees typically will live in happier states, 
Um, but the biggest thing is, is, is how much time they're actually getting away from work. Um, like PTO, commute times, weekly working hours. Because I think things have really switched after 2020 to where people are really honoring their work-life balance because it's not so much about what they're doing at work, it's what they're being able to do out of work. At the same time, people finding purpose in work while they're at work. Okay, so now this is from an older dude here who yeah. says that you, I get fulfillment out of work. When I work longer and I make a difference for my patients, I feel good. I like to work. They have to pull me away from work. John, John Marsh, you're probably the same way, right? No? You betcha. Yeah. But yet we have young ladies here at Wake Up Mid-Missouri, <laughs> right. one of whom, I don't know your work-life balance, Stephanie. What's yours, Hannah? Let's talk about that. Uh, that's actually pretty important to me. Okay. No, I work all the time. Yeah. yeah okay. So, is this? A, is, did they stratify these results by generations, or is this just sort of an amalgam of the workforce? Right. Right. It's overall just the, well, the amalgam of the uh, workforce. But absolutely, you're right. There, there's there's two sides of it. Just just like you've hit. One is the time off because that's where things are shifting. The newer generations are wanting that time off there uh, to take time to themselves and be in their joy. Uh, but at the same time, you're exactly right. Purpose is very, very big. There was even a study uh, where they studied two janitor groups at hospitals, and they asked about how their uh, work was. One typically, one actually didn't like the work as much. They had a lower score, but the other one actually had a much higher score. When they actually asked them, what was it about it? Um, they said that when we go to work, we're feeling like we're healing the patients, keeping it clean around them, talking to them, making them feel better. So they felt true purpose in their work. Okay, so that gets to something. I can't help myself but get political. Loka, so I'm sorry. Yeah. But I, I can tell you, I've been in healthcare field for over 30 years. And I can tell you that people in the healthcare field, and as I talk to people in almost all industries, the influx of the regulatory state, the compliance, the metrics, the measure, if we don't measure it, we can't change it, quality science, all that. I understand there's some contributions there. But I find that those distractions, the noise at work, it, I, and this is not generationally dependent, but it seems to take away from that purpose, from like, what are you about? Why I'm about treating patients. Stephanie's about being a lawyer. Uh, John wants to be a reporter. Uh, Hannah wants to do production and radio. But there's logs for the FCC. There's you got to do this. You got to do that. What do you say about that? What the government and its influence through too many regulations does to our basically wanting to just punch the clock and go home? Yeah, no, absolutely. I understand what the what the government's trying to do. They're trying to create a certain structure, but you have to realize that that you know when it comes to joy, right? Joy at work. We're creative beings. We're people that are men out there to find solutions. We're men out there to look outside the box and do whatever it takes to get that job done. You actually see it in a lot of teachers. Teachers out there, there's they come in bright eyed. They want to change these kids' lives, but then they're risk restricted by all the different rules and regulations out there. So I absolutely believe that there has to be a balance on how much actual regulation is in there and how much freedom you give them. It's kind of give them guidance and keep them within the particular boundaries. 
but let people do their jobs so they can feel fulfilled and make the changes that they can and foster that creativity and solutions that, that we're meant to have as human beings. Well, and I think this is so important, especially for our small business owners with the labor market the way it is. You know, I'm constantly looking at ways I can compete with other folks, and sometimes maybe I can't compete on price. So you're saying there are some other factors, and I think one you mentioned is just, you know, offering people more PTO. In small business settings, though, that's not always... That's right. An option. So what are other things that employers can do to try to be an attractive place for folks to work? Oh, I love that question. So the whole thing is, is looking at your, your workplace and saying, is it a joyful workplace? Is it a joyous workplace? Because the thing is, when actually you look at all, a lot of these stats, the, the pay, the highest paying states out there aren't the ones that are the happiest. And so when you look at it, it's like, all right, are you putting little, what I would call joy breaks, or are you spending some time even at work coming back and not talking about work, playing a game, spending time getting to know each other? Company culture is huge. And this day and age, because of the work-life balance and all about the focus on mentality and, and on our mental health, especially the new generation, even the older generation, if you create a place even at work where they can kind of have a mini vacation for 10 or 15 minutes and kind of escape from actually what's happening at work and take that joy break, people will absolutely want to come more because they love the culture the most of at work and they enjoy being at work because of that culture. Talking with Loka Panya. The Chief Joy Officer, as he's referred to here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on a Feel Good Friday. Loka, to follow on with Stephanie's question about small business types and all that, I think their big challenge of obviously, one, finding workforce that will stick around, but it's all about productivity, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what you'll find is many of these companies that have that culture and have that joy have the productivity because once again, as human beings, we're not meant to sit there and work for eight hours each day and just focus on work, 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 work. There's a level of cortisol that goes out. There's stress, there's anxiety, there's trying to get things done. But if you foster someone's creativity, or think of us as children, we're children going through playing. We had this, all this different creativity. And there's a few private schools that I know out there that they really push that creativity stuff at the very beginning of the school day. And they start learning things a lot quicker and they're a lot more productive in getting their things done. We take that same concept and saying, okay, we know that a work day may have stress, may have some anxiety, but let's take some breaks to bring that down because it'll automatically clear someone's head where they're not thinking of something else. They're not trying to get dopamine hits from social media, they're actually sitting and being able to focus on work because they're feeling good. When someone's feeling good, their productivity is good. Loka, well, you, you referenced a study about the unhappiest states for employees and the happiest. Where does, uh, where does Missouri rank? Missouri falls at 27. Okay. So they are right in the middle. I live in Texas. We happen to be second to last. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. Now you you sound like a just a naturally happy person, and joy is about happiness and pleasure. Is it important in the HR department and in the departmental manager's mind to hire some people that just naturally have a effervescent personality? And you know you can test for that, but you can usually sort that out in interviews. Must be important, no? Yeah, absolutely. It's contagious. 
Right. It's absolutely contagious. Uh, uh, I used to have a hotel company ways to run it. You know, when we had a stressful day, I'd come in, things would just shift. I've seen it in different organizations, you know, having all kinds of different personalities are great, but having someone come in that can just uplift, it's almost like having a motivational energy, right? You don't need a speaker, motivational energy when someone comes in. I absolutely think it's important to have that good energy person because even that person's energy may come down a little bit, you know, and somebody else may be able to bring it back up. Now, you mentioned Texas is near the bottom, but who's doing really well? Who's at the top? Give us the top three. Uh, The top three is actually Alaska, Rhode Island, and North Dakota. So weather doesn't play a factor there. You know, I was, you know, you know, when I was looking down it and I was thinking about it, uh, I was kind of surprised a lot of southern states are either middle or at the bottom. But it goes really back to focusing on those things I talked about. It's more about what people are able to do with their time off, because some of these states, yeah, they hire higher pay, but some of them don't even have as high because the highest paid state is at number 11. And so uh, it definitely seems like the cooler temperatures are the people that have the happiest. <laughs> well, okay. So I guess you would you would uh, advise against my favorite thing to do in my time off. That's get work done that I didn't get done at the office. Probably not a good idea. That's huh? not time off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. I enjoy working and whatever gives you joy. Hey, Loka Panya, thanks for being with us. You can learn more about Loka at lokapanya.com. Thanks. Have a fabulous weekend, brother. <laughs> thanks so much. Have a joyful weekend. Take All care. right. You can tell he smiles when he's talking, and uh, the, on his website, there's a picture of him speaking, and he, he's sort of dancing across the stage. Yeah, he's got some sweet dance moves. Yeah, you like those, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. You'll have to see those sometime. We have enough room here in the studio. You feeling dancey oh, today? no, thank you. Oh, not you. Okay. <laughs> have a dance off. <laughs> there's what? a really great video of Stephanie dancing on so the on, Zimmer uh, Communications <laughs> socials, actually. Oh, come on. Inside now, Columbia Magazine. Now, we're going to ask the audience to weigh in on whether or not Stephanie's energy light. She has an energy light on this morning. <laughs> Whether you've noticed anything about that, it's right next to her. When, when we come back on a feel good Friday on Wake Up in Missouri, 573-874-9390. Is the energy light doing its thing? We'll ask that question when we come back. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. This is Mid-Missouri's number one rated morning show. Uh, you might want to fact check that. Six fifty-two as we roll along on a feel-good Friday, and we're dreading the the, the weather coming up, but we're going to be happy and we're going to be full of joy. You know, Loka had a bubble machine. I'm I'm wondering whether a bubble machine can make you as happy as Stephanie Bell's energy light. Tell us about the energy light, the inspiration <laughs> for it, and we'll see if we can get some feedback from the audience if they noted. My wife had texted me, not knowing we were doing that, oh. and said, lots of energy this morning. So there you go. Maybe, I don't know. Perfect. Yeah. I No, I got it for Christmas, and um, I go to work typically when it's dark outside, and I'm typically done with my work day, and it's dark outside, and um, I think I think I heard about it first. Well, I've, I've had one before years ago, but I think Dr. Huberman, he's kind of been an internet sensation lately. Um, I, I saw it on his Twitter or something, and he was like, you need to get like daylight early in the morning. And so you, you can, were influenced into it. Yes. And you can, 
and if you have, um, you know, if you get to do fun things like we do here in the studio early in the morning, but perhaps maybe you're not, you know, out soaking up the sun or you live in Missouri and there's no sun, even when you do wake up, <laughs> that you can kind of fake it. So anyway, we're going to give it a try. Yeah, We had Josh from uh, engineering come in uh, yesterday because I was curious. The studio lights <laughs> well, ten, tend to be... Let, let's be honest, Randy. You're not just curious. You're uh, skeptical. No. Yes. Curious <laughs> and skeptical. So, but but t- just to the naked eye, it appears to me as though that the, the wavelength, the temperature, the, the, the color perception of the studio lights, not far off from it's a whiter light than mm-hmm. say your your you know soft white bulb that you have in your lamps at home or something and um it looks sort of daylightish to me and that's good for you because we know that if you have seasonal affective disorder affects about one in five people but i mean seriously where they need treatment probably nine or ten percent of the population um just exposing the retina to at about oh 20 25 inches um for 10 15 minutes in the morning to daylight length light will make a difference yeah we had, we had a co-worker who had a light box that he used yeah. on a regular basis here in the building did you notice a difference john in the co-workers you know how he, nah, felt? he was always grouchy <laughs> <laughs> didn't matter huh? <laughs> so i don't know um how long have you been using this uh i think i'm on day two Oh, okay. So you're experimenting with it here. We're doing a real life experiment. Yes. Can you can you show it to the cameras? Yes. Stuff? Oh, sure. It's kind of bright. It's a little. Um, I just thought it was her new makeup mirror. Oh yeah, it it does work really nicely as a makeup light. <laughs> it is pretty bright. Oh, John, that's what you and I need is to get one for our makeup lights. There we go. <laughs> when the camera's on you. There you go. Uh, and as long as we're on sort of feel-good topics and maybe you want to remain feeling good, oh, maybe you want to remain living, if you're one of the millions of Americans who would like to reduce your risk of dementia and in a new study reduce your risk of early mortality by 25 percent 25 percent uh yes don't tell me to drink uh, more water <laughs> go on to get your if you think you have hearing loss if you find yourself going what huh huh if you're finding yourself at a gathering maybe nodding when you're just trying to go along to get along uh or get along to go along it's um, you may have a hearing problem you can get online now and you can do testing and I knew I had a hearing problem from my days in the band. I was a brass player and in, in a rock band. No, I was a top 40 band forever. And I, I lost a lot of high-end hearing. I saw my dad sort of begun disconnect and desocialize. We've seen our parents do that. We've seen coworkers do it. Well, and I think it can be really isolating because first you have to kind of admit like, hey, I'm not hearing things really greatly. But yeah, among coworkers, we've heard, you know, it's not that every day I have hearing loss, but maybe when I get in a crowded room and there's a lot of background noise and it can be so isolating because then if you can't hear what people are saying, then you can't engage right. in the conversation or you, you stop going to those events because you feel isolated and you feel like you can't participate. And so I think hearing really important so there was a 24 percent lower risk of mortality for people who use hearing aids according to uh, southern cal's keck school of medicine ear nose and throat doctor janet Choi. that's a big deal well and here in the last couple of months haven't they started to push those out over the counter well as long as we're talking about it i had hearing aids a long time ago when i was in st louis 25 years ago and i you know life got in the way they started failing but they were the kind that sort of plugged your ear they were flesh colored and they didn't have the thing hanging off the back which i just found annoying if i was i never did them um so i knew i needed help and but i just didn't like the annoyance of getting the hardware off the back of my ear so i started searching around and one of the places you talked about the consumer electronic show one of the things that has won technology wards are actually in the ear canal hearing aids 
And so what I did was look at, there's one called Ergo. There it is. You have one. Look at that, Ergo. And they actually... I'm around you all the time and I've never noticed. And you never knew it. And a lot of people don't wear them because of cosmesis. They're worried about cosmetic appearance, women and and men. And they don't do them. And it makes a huge difference. It has programs that you just do with an app on your phone. You know, TV, restaurant, meeting, whatever. So I I beg you, I beg my patients every day, because guys especially come in with hearing loss. It tends to predominate in in guys a lot of times in mid-Missouri because they're shooting their guns and stuff. And if they weren't wearing in a, headphones in an environment like that. Yeah, I am always on my husband for yeah. the volume of his headphones. Well, you're gonna you're gonna reduce you're gonna reduce your um, cognitive life and maybe your actual life if you don't take care of your hearing. It's a big deal. Well, and women can cover it up with their hair. A lot of men can't. So right. like I You didn't you even know. No, I can't even yeah. tell. Well, yeah. Get online, take a hearing test today and get it treated. Listen to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Back with more in a minute. Aaron Hedlund.